This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha, and this is Serialholic Sisters. True crime shit. Hi. Hey, how's it going? It is a going. It's a going. It's a going. We're finally hitting summer heat and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's too fucking hot. I don't do, I don't do winter and I don't do summer. So I'm going to no. need fall to come on. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I keep saying um, that I want to move back home uh, to Mississippi and my husband keeps saying that if we're moving somewhere, we're going to move to like Colorado. And I was like, but it's cold there. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's too cold. I'm like, no. <laughs> then you, I'm like, you can move there and I'll move Jesus here. Jesus Christ, you scared the shit out of me. I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> you know what? You're stupid. standing in my door. <laughs> laughing. I turned around, she's just standing there laughing. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? She didn't know what I was doing, so she thought I was in here talking to myself. <laughs> Any Hoosier. Where were we? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not hot. <laughs> in just a couple of weeks, I'll be there. You will. You're coming. A few weeks. It's going to be great. Why do you sound so not excited? <laughs> no, I am excited. You're like, oh, yeah. We're going to start over. Just a couple weeks now. Just a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A couple more weeks and I'll be there. You're going to come to visit. It's going to be great. We're going to record together in person, which never happens. I know. Only once a year. It's going to be on. It'll be nice. Um, this week, my case is, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. It's technically unsolved. Okay. Yeah. Um, unsolved one in a minute though. It has been a little bit. It, I believe it's unsolved and police believe it to be unsolved. We did have somebody confess in it, but we'll get to all of it. So it's kind of a weird one, but okay, we'll just go ahead and, and get started then. Let's just go ahead and get started. So this, I will go ahead and put out the trigger warnings. This case is a pretty gruesome one. Um, it's really sad. It does involve children. So okay, we'll just go ahead and and get right in. So, um, this case reside. How do I want to say this? Not resides, but <laughs> this case took place in. Yeah, it took place <laughs> in a town called Ena, which is located in southern Illinois. Okay. This is where the Dardine family resided. So 29-year-old Keith Dardine and 30-year-old Elaine Dardine lived in a trailer that Keith bought in 1986. It was right off of Route 37, which is on the outside of Ena. So it's like right there. And he had just completed training for his job. They had a two-year-old named Peter and Elaine was pregnant with their second child who was going to be a girl they actually planned to name this baby Casey from the way you're talking I feel like something bad is going to happen (laughs) I mean obviously something bad is going to happen but I don't think Casey's going to be born (laughs) we'll get to that well they were like 
an extremely loving family. They didn't know anybody that didn't like them. Like they were not somebody that people just walked by and were like, oh, I can't stand that family or anything. Oh. Are there or, people like that? Not, Yes, there's people like there's that. There's people that walk around like, oh, I cannot stand that family. What is wrong with people? Yes. I've not seen how people are these days. Oh my I mean, God. People are terrible, but I didn't know they judged a whole ass family for no reason, just for walking by. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I'm just saying like they were very loving. <laughs> okay, well, good. <laughs> so Keith actually worked as a treatment plant operator at a water plant there in town. And Elaine worked in an office supply store. Worked at that office depot. Yeah, at the office depot. Um, they were part of the local church. They even played in a musical. Basically, they were just like the average American loving normal family. Wait, what did you say? They went to church and they played in a musical? At the church. Okay, because I was like, they were at the church and they were in a musical. You know, just the average family. I'm like, average families aren't in musicals? Okay, Jesus. <laughs> they even played in a musical together at the church. Okay. They were all in all the average American loving normal family. Um, they did live in an area that started to become a little bit more violent. Oh. And so they actually had been talking about looking for a new place to live. Okay. There was also one moment where like a young woman had come up to the family's house and asked if they could use or if she could use their phone. And Keith was like, no, nah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting you in the house. Right. <laughs> so okay. yeah. So basically he was really smart <laughs> and <laughs> didn't let complete strangers in the house, but he did what any husband and father would do for their family and protected them at all costs. That was until one day he didn't show up to work. Oh no. So on November 18th, 1987, Keith hadn't shown up or even called in sick to his job. And this was not like Keith. Okay. He was always the first one that people would call if somebody else called in sick to come in. He was never late. He was always on time and he was a very reliable worker. He always called them to let them know whether he was going to even be sick, um, which was very rare. So I to let them know if he was going to be sick. Like, hey guys, I feel like I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Be on standby. <laughs> so I mean, like, you know what I mean? Um, I feel a cold coming on. Get ready for me to call yeah. <laughs> Um, no at first they actually thought that maybe Elaine had some like complications or had to be rushed to the hospital you know because mm -hmm. she was pregnant pregnancy yeah and that he just hadn't called them yet which personally I would think that right that's understandable that's just not something that you think to do when you know you're going in labor or your wife's going in labor or anything so I could see that yeah. Um, so the supervisor was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and call Keith's house and check up on him. So sure. he called his house and nobody answered. So he was like, okay, maybe they really are there at the hospital. Right. But I'm going to go ahead and try and call his parents' house and see if they've heard from him. Oh, his boss had his parents' number? Well, I mean, if they're set up as like another emergency like contact. Like an emergency contact, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time when you go into labor, you'd call and let the grandparents know, at least. So maybe he called them and was like, hey, my wife's in labor. I'm not, you know, I don't right. know when it's going to happen, but I'll let you know or something. But anyways, so the supervisor called um, his parents and they said they hadn't heard from him. 
So this was really odd. And with all like the violent robberies going on in the area and some of the other crime that was being, you know, taking place, they called the police. I mean, yeah. And they were like, hey, um, Keith never misses work. He's always here. He's the most reliable worker we have. But he's not answering his phone and his parents haven't heard from him. Is there any way that we can meet up at the family home? He always leaves a spare key in his desk. I'll say that's smart. Didn't want to just go over, like, wanted to do like a well check, have the cops go. Exactly. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, absolutely. So the police showed up and they were not prepared for what they were about to walk into. They never are. So this scene actually scarred a couple officers to the point that several had to go into some psychological reviews after. This is how bad it's going to be. So trigger warning. Okay. Inside were the bodies of Elaine, two-year-old Peter, and a newborn baby girl that were all lying in one bed. Oh, she was born then. Well, Elaine and Peter, they were both bound and gagged Hmm. and had been beaten to death with Peter's baseball bat. Oh my God. Elaine had a fractured skull from a blow on the top of her on the right side of the top of her head and peter had numerous abrasions and contusions and his skull was also fractured the attack had actually put elaine into labor in which she gave birth to the baby girl but the awful thing about this is the killer beat the newborn baby with a bat as well what the fuck what the hell Almost instantly. So basically, Elaine gave birth and right away he killed the baby. I don't. don't. (laughs) What kind of person can hit a newborn, like literally newborn baby? The fucking baseball bat. Before leaving, they even tried to make an attempt to clean the crime scene, but gave up and left. My God. Yeah. So wait, they had another kid, right? The son? Yeah. Peter. Peter. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The two-year-old. So yeah. um, they had killed Peter. Right. Elaine okay. gave birth. They killed Elaine, and then they killed. So the dad's not there. Okay. So I was confused for a second because I was thinking Peter was the husband. So the husband no. was not there. Keith is the husband. Keith is not there. Yeah, Keith is not there. Okay. So that's what I was going to get to. Got um, it. So let's get back into this. <laughs> yes. So Keith was missing. So the first initial thought is Keith is now a suspect. Obviously. His car was also missing. So first thing police think of is he must have fled the home after killing his family. Well, digging into it a little bit more, police marked it up as a possible suspect, but also a possible missing person. Right. Those two are very different things. And if he's missing, y'all should get on it. So they, they decided to put several officers and, you know, searching teams on, on this case. And one day had actually gone by and hunters discovered a body in a wheat field, roughly a mile away from their home. Oh no. Keith had been shot in the left cheek, right side of his face and once in the skull. So they shot him, they, basically they shot him in the head three times. Yes. And then they also found that his penis had been severed off. Oh my God. What is wrong with this person? I I mean, I'm telling you, it's so gruesome. So the same day though, his car, a 1981 Plymouth was 
found parked outside of the Benton police station, which was 11 miles away from the family home. So the killer literally drove the car to a police station and parked it. What the fuck? Now, the inside of the car was another crime scene. It was covered in blood. Blood was just splattered all over the windows, everything. They believe that Keith had been murdered in the car, caught in the car, and then field to the And then for some reason, the car just got delivered right to the cops. Which is so crazy. Like, what is that? I, my I'm big old. question is, how is this unsolved? This person was clearly messy. They had to have left shit in the car. Fingerprints, well, this is, something. I know it's whatever. <laughs> I know it's I 100% agree with you. I literally thought this same exact thing. So, well, this... The killing was like so chilling that the rise in gun sales and security systems began immediately for families. Like people were locking their doors. They were spending tons of money on security systems, cameras to see outside. Um, Gun sales were out the roof. People were petrified. And after looking through the home of the Dardine family, there was absolutely no motive that they could find. So there was cash a video camera, a VCR, what? and even jewelry that were all in plain sight. So this was just a freaking psycho that just wanted to kill some people. And the crazy thing is, there was also no forced entry that was done. So, so maybe there was, it was somebody that knew them? Or else they just left their door unlocked because that's what people did then. The back door was left open and all of those, you know, money, VCR, cameras, all that stuff was inside. So robbery was not the motive. Mm-hmm. Elaine, they, after doing an autopsy and everything, um, Elaine was not sexually assaulted either. So this was not any type of sexual anything. There was no evidence in affairs or any jealous rage issues. Um, There was a stack of papers that had sport scores on them. So they thought that maybe Keith had been gambling and maybe had like some gambling debts or something. Right, right. But Keith's mother, Joanne, actually smashed that because she was like, he's, he's been setting aside money for his son's college fund and he's only two. Like, he's literally been taking cans, like soda pop cans, and turning them in and, and getting money just for that for Aww. his son's college fund. She's like, he's absolutely great with money. So he's not in gambling debt. You could just like look at his bank account and see like, hello, he's got right. money set aside. And then another motive that people stated was it, had to have been like a satanist cult obviously it had to be that's that's the obvious answer and that yeah that's always the always answer goes to you know satanic Um, panic and that maybe they were they were picked by mistake and they were just sacrifices yeah no i don't think that's any kind of ritualistic sacrifice of just like beating people to hell with the baseball bat like i don't think that's how that works oh man i'm telling you because they were both, you know, well-loved people, um, and the way that they took it out, like the killer took it out on the children, it didn't scream any type of jealous rage for a fair either. Right. It just screams fucking psycho to me. A hundred percent. Because they have no, like, everybody loves them. They have no enemies. There's nobody to I mean, literally everybody that was interviewed and everybody that made a statement on this case said they didn't know a soul that didn't like this family. That's insane. 
Now they did find a small amount of marijuana in the home, but it wasn't enough for them to be like defined as a drug dealer. It's like the eighties. They had, it's okay guys. <laughs> well, in fact, after interviewing Keith's parents, they even stated there was no way that they did any sort of drug that the murderer had obviously dropped it or planted it for some reason. Well, if they're going to plant it, they would plant like a big amount that would actually do well, something. <laughs> this is this right. Well, this is where Joanne, his mother, actually said that she thought that somebody wanted Keith to sell drugs and he refused. So he killed him and his family. Yeah, no, I think if it's just a small amount they probably just had a small amount of marijuana I mean I believe it was it was the 80s and I believe that too they probably who I mean I'm sorry you may know your son very well but no it son been, is gonna be like hey ma I smoked the pot right it could have been you know? some if it was just like a small amount it could have been some leftover from like high school when they were in high school in the 70s so but that's why so Joanne thought that right. it was that's what she was thinking so also that's a huge uh, um I want you to sell drugs, but you don't want to. So I'm going to brutally murder your entire family. I don't, that's well, a huge jump. A, it is, but with the huge jump in crime rate around the area he was in, that's why it was, this was where she was headed for that. She's like, there's no way that he did it. So he must've been like, everybody at this point is trying to find a reason. Right. Because right. who would want to kill this family? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, the autopsies couldn't define who was murdered first either. So they oh. stated it was so close together. It had to have been like an hour apart tops. Between Keith and the rest of the Keith family? Keith and the, yes. Okay. Keith and the rest of the family. Well, this left another theory in which police thought maybe Keith left with the killer who could have been like a friend or something and then was killed. So then the murderer had to return to the home to eliminate any other witnesses. Okay, I could see that. And for months, Keith's mother called at least like once a week asking if they were still working on her son's case because nobody could, could find any motive or any lead. Right. Until one day, a lead came in. So Tommy Lynn Sells had slashed the throats of 13-year-old Kayleen Harris and 10-year-old Crystal Searles when they were sleeping at the Harris home. Crystal, the 10-year-old, actually survived the attack. Oh, my God. And provided a sketch of the killer to the police, which Damn. led them to Tommy Sells. Sells was then arrested, and while being detained, he claimed he was responsible for the Dardine murder, along with 70 other unsolved murders. 70 other murders? 70. Okay. Those kids that you were talking about, just because I'm confused, I'm confused easily. Were they siblings? No. So like one of them was spending the night at the other one's house? So Yes. Oh, okay, okay. So Chris, Crystal was staying the night with Kayleen. Okay. And then Crystal's the one that survived. That survived. And gave the sketch and they caught mm -hmm. him. And, and he's like, I'm a psychopath that's killed 70 people. Well, 70. Basically. And and honestly, Tommy Lynn Sells, he's, an, he's a whole other serial killer case. Sounds like it. these, of course, this was not the first, you know, murder. Right. Case. You don't start off by walking into a house and just slitting two young kids' throats. No. So, I mean, this is another case that we could easily cover, which I'm not getting into the whole Tommy Lynn Sells case because that's not the case that I'm covering this week. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't, I don't go into major detail with him, but right. uh, of course he couldn't get it 
you know, any information about most of these killings that he said he had done. He did confirm that, like, it, or not he, it was confirmed that he did commit at least 12 of the murders that he did claim. So they did find enough clues that led him to 12 at least. Okay. So he's still a serial killer regardless. Right. He, he really is. But um, they could not link him to the Darling family murders. So Tommy stated that he committed his crimes as like coping strategies for the fact that he was sexually abused when he was a child. So this was his way of coping and that he would have what he called triggers of um, hatred and anger, which made him do the things that he did, which I, I hate that any serial killers does things like that because what gave you the trigger to go into this 13 year old and 10 year olds bedroom and, and slit their throats like that, that obviously, yes, you could have been sexually assaulted and that's awful, but nobody slits your throat about it. Like don't go slit some kid's throat about it. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Stop trying to make your stupid excuses. Your excuse is you're an awful, awful, terrible piece of shit that just does awful things. Uh He is. Yes. And that's why I said his case is a whole other case. And it really is like, it is a whole other case and we should definitely cover it, but I didn't cover all of the stuff that he did. He did so many awful things. I read about a bunch of the stuff that he did and I thought about adding it as a duplicated like two cases in right one but it would be like five hours long so anywho so Tommy stated that he committed his crimes as this coping strategy right well he gave statements that didn't match the evidence for this family murder case okay so he stated that he met Keith at a gas station and then was invited home for dinner in a three-way with him and Elaine. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you heard me. Okay. So, okay. Carry on. Yep. Let's, he see, said, let's hear the rest of his lie. <laughs> I know. He said that he had gone gone home to Keith's and after the meal. Wait, does um, he know that she was like crazy pregnant, by the way, at that time? So pregnant. So Is that, pregnant. I mean, I'm not down in, if you want to do a three-way with somebody, you do it. But I don't think that's a common thing when you're like about to have a baby that people do I could be wrong I could be wrong I don't know Uh, he did say that like he went over to the like to Keith's house and after the meal he was going to move on but Keith triggered his anger with this three-way request so he forced Keith at gunpoint drove him to where his body was found which he never specified he just said I drove him to where you found his body yes okay (laughs) And that was, that was when he decided to go back and kill the rest of the family because they were witnesses. So basically he heard on the news that a family was killed. The husband was found a mile or so away in a field. The rest of the family was in the house. So he just used that to try to take claim of this terrible crime. Like, oh, yep. I did that too. So um, yeah, he's one of those that definitely wants the publicity. Mm -hmm. Obviously. So Tommy will later give like a couple other statements that don't even match the first one. Of course. So that's very, yeah. So I will read one thing that he did say. Um, He said, which we just talked about, he had said that, you know, 
after his meal he got triggered with anger he took Keith, drove to where his body was found, which he never specified, and right. killed him, then went back. Um, so also, he sedated- I feel like if you got triggered with anger in that moment, you wouldn't drive him away. You would just, if you're triggered with anger, you would act then, I would feel like, but okay. Right. So he said, I was just so pissed off that I took it to the maximum. Rage don't have a stop button. So this is what he had stated when killing the infant, like Elaine had delivered due to the abuse. Like he, this was, this was his excuse. He was saying that rage has no stop button. Now, remember, Keith wouldn't even let a young woman in the house to use the phone. Right. It's also not like, it's not like Keith to be like, into anything sexually like this he was very devoted to his wife so it just didn't make sense the whole story didn't make sense to police right like what was um tommy's reason for them knowing each other he met him at a gas station oh okay so he met him at a gas station and then he brought the stranger home to have a a threesome so okay got it (laughs) Because he was so hot. So I'm guessing course, if I saw a picture of him, I would not be like, I immediately have, ha- I have to have a threesome with this man right now. With my no. nine month old, nine month old, my nine month pregnant wife. Yeah, no. Right this second. No. I'm going to guess that he's a little, little shaggy looking. Yes. <laughs> 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 well, obviously Tommy was noticing like police just weren't catching it. They were like, no. This just doesn't sound right. And this case is now a major broadcasted case because nobody knows who did it. And like any unsolved case, people want answers. Right. And it's just so fucking random. So Sells then gave a third version of his story. Oh, okay, cool. Try again. He said he had been hopping trains near Ina and saw the Dardine trailer was for sale. He saw the for sale sign. Um, and he thought it was an opportunity for a killing. So after drinking a bunch, he waited for the right time, knocked on the door, told Keith he was interested in buying the trailer. And then he pushed Keith out of the way, made him bind and gag his wife and son with duct tape, forced him into his car, drove to a nearby field where he shot him and sliced off his penis. Oh God, I forgot and- about that. Why was that a thing? Then he went back and he raped Elaine. Which didn't Peter, happen. Right. Beat Peter and then beat Elaine and the newborns to death. So it's really odd that he didn't know where the killing took place before. And now he knows it was in a field. He never stated anything about Keith's penis being cut off. And now it's being cut off by him. And he never stated anything about the newborn death or anything either. So he learned more about the case. He learned more info about it. That's exactly just what added that believe. in. Also, for one, what kind of terrible psychopath do you have to be to actually do all of this? But two, what kind of terrible psychopath do you have to be to claim to have done all this when you didn't? Who is like, yeah, I beat that newborn to death with a bat? Like what? Right? I'm sorry, but no. And also, remember, it was stated that Elaine had not been sexually assaulted. Right, right. So he also made up that he raped her. What the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. 
Okay. So police decided that Tommy was absolutely lying about this particular case and nothing was linked to him. Right. So yes, and they did, they did catch a serial killer, which is great, but also he wasted a bunch of their time trying to figure out who actually murdered this family. A hundred percent. So every statement he made didn't match the things that were done in this case. And unfortunately, Tommy was responsible for a numerous amount of other murders that right. happened. And he was tried for other murders. And on April 3rd, 2014, they carried out his death sentence and he was executed. Okay. It just, he just wasn't executed for this case. So. Right, because he didn't do it. He just wasted all of the time and resources. <laughs> and police were actually also interested in another serial killer. Um, his name was, and I'm probably going to butcher this name just so you know, <laughs> but it was Angel Matarino Resendez. I bought it. He uh, had hop trains and chose victims near tracks where he often beat them mm-hmm. to death too. I feel that, like that name sounds a little familiar to me. And, and I, I could have pronounced it wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, no, should I'm, I should have actually looked up how to pronounce that one because I do not know that case. No, I'm <laughs> sure you did, but you got Angel right. <laughs> I got Angel. Yeah. Unless it's like uh, Angel. Yes. <laughs> they were not <laughs> able to connect him to this this case either. But he, his like MO was the same. Like he would jump off train. He'd hop trains, right. which was also kind of weird to me because that Tommy guy said that he started hopping off trains. Right. So I was like, man, is he just like a copycat killer or? It sounds like it. Again, it makes me want to, it makes me want to dig into his case a little bit more too, but. Right. Unfortunately, this case is unsolved because police do not have any other leads. Um, right. They could not find any other leads. It makes me really hope that they like dig this cold case back up and maybe they can find some other like DNA evidence. I know. I was like, surely uh, they saved some kind of like evidence from this case and they. From the car. Right. Hopefully they can reopen it and start doing some testing and try to figure something out. Cause this is super random and frustrating. Yeah. Like, like what the hell? It is. But that is the Darting family uh, murder case. Well, all right. That was awful. It is. It's that's why I said it's a very gruesome case. It was really hard to read about. I'm sure. Like what, what he did to the kids. It, it, you know, any case that involves kids, it just, yeah. It makes you think about your own kids. No, for sure. Yeah. Usually when I'm telling something about a kid murder, I'll just kind of like gloss over it and not go into all of the terrible details that I had to read while researching it. <laughs> I know. Just, yeah. um, I'm kind of the same. And it probably leaves out some stuff, but that's why that's why I don't like to to talk about the kids so much in the case because of it's sad. It's so sad. But um kudos to the girl that totally put the Tommy cells behind bars, though. Okay, Crystal. I see you, girl. Yes. Crystal Power. Major kudos because that's going to be crazy. Like a small 10 year old went through the trauma of not only seeing her friend get killed, but also her own throat was slashed. Like she went through this trauma of somebody like literally slicing her throat and trying to murder her. And not only survived, but was strong enough to go into police and like give them a, enough info for them to make a sketch. Yes. Like that's, that's badass. And 
I see you, girl. <laughs> and now, I mean, now she's a grown adult. And right. That's that's crazy. Crazy, crazy. So nuts. So, yeah. yeah. So what did the evil chicken lay? Oh, God. <laughs> what? Deviled eggs. I kind of saw that one. I yeah, saw that see, one. I thought you were going to guess that I one. I saw that one. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to guess it when I said it. I was like, oh, here it comes. Oh, my God. I am going to bring that that dad joke book to you I swear <laughs> <laughs> the one that just mysteriously like wound up in my house I'm, so I'm bringing weird. it so weird all right well I guess that is that on that that I'm just gonna keep saying that stop me <laughs> okay, uh, follow us on all this stuff girlsisters.com <laughs> you can find all of it we'll post pictures like we always do on the Instagram and the facey space and the facey space all right girl well okay i'm gonna go do stuff and things <laughs> okay let's be awkward <laughs> <laughs> okay bye bye where in the hell i don't know i don't know what you're doing but we're recording <laughs> we are recording <laughs> No, I feel like we need to start this entire thing over because it's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. Harlow, can you wait until I'm done? You're just going to take a box of cereal upstairs? Yeah. All right. <laughs> that all ass box. Never been opened. Just taking it upstairs. All right, whatever. Don't spill it. Good luck on how that's going to be opened if it's never been opened before. Things going to be ripped um, to shreds. Ask your brother to open it. <laughs> like, she's going to literally just rip through the box. Chew through the bag and then start eating. Okay. I have a headphone on. Hello? Oh my God. I'm trying to answer my phone with my headphone on my ear and I just landed into the headphone. Let me repeat that. Sorry, hang on. Okay. So Tommy <laughs> stayed. <laughs> Sorry, that was my rewinding sound. <laughs> I was just so pissed off that I took it to the maximum limit range. Don't have a stop button. You Let me repeat though. that you, one more time. But but you stop. Hang on, though. there's a comma. There's a comma. <laughs> okay. Let me repeat it one more time. Sorry. All right, try again. <clears throat> okay.